For Sunday, March 18th, 2018, this is Epitome. Episode 56, An Experience in Cosmic Consciousness, by Paramansa Yogananda, Part 1. I have a personal connection with the teachings of Paramansa Yogananda, the author of this episode, an excerpt from his book, The Autobiography of a Yogi. Yogananda was a Hindu Swami, born in 1893, who came to the United States to spread the principles and practice of Kriya Yoga, a meditation technique handed down from his line of East Indian gurus. I followed Yogananda's teachings assiduously in my mid to late twenties and sporadically thereafter. Though I am not now the most faithful practitioner of Kriya Yoga, I have recently rediscovered the blissful effects of this form of meditation. In this and the following episode, Epitome presents Yogananda's story of his achievement of the highest meditative state, Samadhi, or total absorption in cosmic consciousness. The scene is the ashram, or hermetic residence, of Yogananda's guru, or spiritual teacher, Sri Yukteswar, in Benares, a city on the banks of the Ganges River in the Uttar Pradesh state of North India in the early part of the 20th century. Yogananda has recently returned from a pilgrimage to the Himalayas, where he visited the saints there in search of divine guidance. A few mornings later, I made my way to Master's empty sitting room. I planned to meditate, but my laudable purpose was unshared by disobedient thoughts. They scattered like birds before the hunter. Mukunda! Sri Yukteswar's voice sounded from a distant inner balcony. I felt as rebellious as my thoughts. Master always urges me to meditate, I muttered to myself. He should not disturb me when he knows why I came to his room. He summoned me again. I remained obstinately silent. The third time his tone held rebuke. "'Sir, I am meditating,' I shouted protestingly. "'I know how you are meditating,' my guru called out, "'with your mind distributed like leaves in a storm. "'Come here to me!' Snubbed and exposed, I made my way sadly to his side. "'Poor boy! The mountains couldn't give you what you wanted.' Master spoke caressingly, comfortingly. His calm gaze was unfathomable. Your heart's desire shall be fulfilled. Sri Yukteswar seldom indulged in riddles. I was bewildered. He struck gently on my chest above the heart. My body became immovably rooted. <sighs> Breath was drawn out of my lungs as if by some huge magnet. Soul and mind instantly lost their physical bondage and streamed out like a fluid, piercing light from my every pore. The flesh was as though dead, yet in my intense awareness I knew that never before had I been fully alive. My sense of identity was no longer narrowly confined to a body, but embraced the circumambient atoms. People on distant streets seemed to be moving gently over my own remote periphery. The roots of plants and trees appeared through a dim transparency of the soil. I discerned the inward flow of their sap. The whole vicinity lay bare before me. My ordinary frontal vision 
was now changed to a vast spherical sight, simultaneously all perceptive. Through the back of my head I saw men strolling far down Rygott Road, and noticed also a white cow who was leisurely approaching. When she reached the space in front of the open ashram gate, I observed her with my two physical eyes. As she passed by, behind the brick wall, I saw her clearly still. All objects within my panoramic gaze trembled and vibrated like quick motion pictures. My body, masters, the pillared courtyard, the furniture and floor, the trees and sunshine, occasionally became violently agitated, until all melted into a luminescent sea, even as sugar crystals thrown into a glass of water dissolve after being shaken. The unifying light alternated with materializations of form, the metamorphoses revealing the law of cause and effect in creation. An oceanic joy broke upon calm, endless shores of my soul. The Spirit of God, I realized, is exhaustless bliss. His body is countless tissues of light. A swelling glory within me began to envelop towns, continents, the earth, solar and stellar systems, tenuous nebulae, and floating universes. The entire cosmos, gently luminous like a city seen afar at night, glimmered within the infinitude of my being. The sharply etched global outlines faded somewhat at the farthest edges. There I could see a mellow radiance, ever undiminished. It was indescribably subtle. The planetary pictures were formed of a grosser light. The divine dispersion of rays poured from an eternal source, blazing into galaxies, transfigured with ineffable auras. Again and again I saw the creative beams condense into constellations, then resolve into sheets of transparent flame. By rhythmic reversion, sextillion worlds passed into diaphanous luster. Fire became firmament. I cognized the center of the Empyrean as a point of intuitive perception in my heart. Irradiating splendor issued from my nucleus to every part of the universal structure. Blissful Amrita, the nectar of immortality, pulsed through me with quicksilver-like fluidity. The creative voice of God I heard resounding as Om, the vibration of the cosmic motor. <gasps> Suddenly the breath returned to my lungs. With a disappointment almost unbearable, I realized that my infinite immensity was lost. Once more I was limited to the humiliating cage of a body, not easily accommodative to the spirit. Like a prodigal child, I had run away from my macrocosmic home and imprisoned myself in a narrow microcosm. My guru was standing motionless before me. I started to drop at his holy feet in gratitude for the experience in cosmic consciousness which I had long passionately sought. He held me upright and spoke calmly, unpretentiously. You must not get overdrunk with ecstasy. Much work yet remains for you in the world. Come, let us sweep the balcony floor, then we shall walk by the Ganges. Be sure to join us for our next episode when we present part two of Paramansa Yogananda's 
an experience in cosmic consciousness. Until then, this is Bob Gonzalez wishing you the most vibrant time of your life. <laughs>